0: Welcome to the Amazon Hustle Podcast, hosted by six-figure Amazon seller and Amazon content creator Lewis Moore III, aka LM3. Join Lewis every Friday to discuss all things related to running a successful Amazon business, including interviews from other successful six and seven-figure Amazon sellers. Now, let's start this week's episode.
1: basically just tell the people who you are and what it is that you do? Uh, yeah, sure.
0: Um, well, I'm, I'm Chris. Um, I go by FBA Swifty as well. Um, and I've been selling on Amazon full time for just probably about just over a year or 18 months now. So, um, yeah, it's I've come from a history of being um, like a retail manager. OK, so like, I've always worked with products like buying products, selling products. Right. Um, and, you know, customer service, everything like that. Um, but I was made redundant from my retail job and so i decided to start a business and started an amazon business working from home Um, and i focus on a wholesale business model Um, and i've been doing that for a while and it's been sort of getting better and better i see Um, yeah so it's um it's, it's going pretty well and yeah i've got you know big plans for the future with it
1: okay so you were working your regular job and redundant does that mean that you were let go
0: Um, Yes, yeah, it was sort of around the time that COVID was happening. And, you know, basically, they decided that they were closing the store that I worked in. So um, they they sort of let me let me finish. Um, And then so I just took the opportunity to focus on Amazon FBA full time. And um, so that's, that's all I've done for ages. So every day, I'm just looking for products, finding products. And that's all I do.
1: Right. So when, so before you were let go, were you already doing Amazon or did you do it after you got let go?
0: Well, I I hadn't noticed that it was going to happen. So I was already learning about it. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen and they sort of gave me an option. So I could have probably tried to stay there if I wanted to, but Mm -hmm. I leaned towards trying to get the redundancy because I just wanted to, I wanted to have a better life for myself. And I I believe that I can achieve it with Amazon and I don't think a job is going to give me the financial freedom that I want to be able to achieve. So, um, you know, I just decided to just go for it and I thought I'd just commit to it and make sure that it works. So I didn't have a plan B. I just went for it.
1: Yeah. You, you probably have a better financial freedom now, and I'm sure that you have a better time freedom now also.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the biggest things, um, is, it breaks the relationship between when you've got a normal job and you have to go out to work and you have to put the hours in in order to get paid. Right like now, I can have a day off where I go you know, out with my family and I can still be making money. You know, I can make money when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have to work hard and I do put a lot of hours in, but it allows me then to maybe take a week off and mm-hmm. I can still carry on earning money in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm my own boss. I don't have to ask anybody to take time off or anything like that. So I feel like the the, the, the time freedom is is a really big plus point.
1: Yeah, um, especially when you have kids, because I know one of the main things I hated about working a full time or working a regular job was me having to go to somebody else to ask them if I could take time off and then not even just asking if I could take time off, having to explain why I wanted to take time off and then them deciding if that's a good enough reason. So maybe one of my kids had a recital at school or a baseball game or something like that, that I wanted to go to. Of course, no business is going to say, yeah, sure. You can go do that. So I missed out on a lot of things that now I'm able to do. And I honestly think that I work more now than I did with my regular job, but I can schedule when i do that working or like when yes. i do that thing and i think that's one of the best things of, about being your own boss
0: yes yeah i agree with that i think it's because i'm um, i've got two young sons mm-hmm. and um, i'm a sort of 50 50 dad so like when i have them you know i've got them like right. um sort of just on my own mm-hmm. and um it, it allows me to work like when i don't have the kids i can work more when i do have the kids i can work less Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows me to choose where to put that work so um, exactly. it's, it's really good but also I think it's nice for the kids to be able to see that um, I've kind of got a, a vision and a dream mm-hmm. to be able to build something and I'm starting from the bottom and I'm showing them the hard work and they're seeing like all these products coming into the house and I'm getting to you know like show them like how I sticker things up and um, it's nice for them to sort of see me kind of building a business one brick exactly. at a time.
1: Exactly. It gives them a, um, it gives them a outlook that a lot of people don't get that it's just not go to college and do a nine to five. You can actually, if you work hard, you can build something up yourself. So it gives them like a good different perspective of how you can make money. You say you do wholesale. Did you start off doing wholesale or did you build up to doing wholesale?
0: I started off really doing wholesale. Yeah. I mean, I, I have bought a few like retail arbitrage buys mm-hmm but I generally focus on wholesale. Um, I think the, the thing that makes the big difference to my mind is that you're going to put in some work finding a product, whether you find it from arbitrage or whether you find it from wholesale. Mm-hmm. The difference is if you find it from wholesale, you're creating a pipeline so you can go back and buy that product again. Right. And then if you get to a point where you've established the product and it's a good seller for you, mm-hmm. you can just have a regular order for stock And you just keep it in stock for, you know, a month or two's worth of stock in. As Mm -hmm. it sells down, you just order more, top it up again. And then, you know, that way you can almost predict how many sales you're going to get. So I find that works quite well. And just having lots of products, you know, like when you obviously start with one product and build it up. By the time you're getting to like 20, 30, 40, 50 products, Mm -hmm. if they're regular products, which are all ticking over for you, then the income becomes a bit more consistent. Mm -hmm. So um, that sort of works quite well for me. And I'll still do spot buys. Like If I'm in a shop and I see something, I'll scan it and I'll buy it. Um, But I don't rely on doing that. That's not your main
1: um, way of of getting products.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's just kind of like just as and when I see things.
1: Okay. I have a question for you. And this is more of a personal question, but I think people can learn from it. Also, I started off on Amazon selling used books. And then I moved to doing retail arbitrage and now I just signed up actually a couple of days ago, I just signed up for my first, um, wholesale account with a, um, toy wholesaler doing that. Like he sells Lego Playmobil, uh, Barbie, that type of stuff. And I'm looking to do wholesaling with that. And, um, my question is when you're, when you're searching your wholesalers and you find a product. That, may be able, that you may be able to sell? Do you do a test buy first? And if you do, like, how do you kind of do that process?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll usually start with a smaller order and it, it really depends on what I think about the listing. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning, I would probably spend a very small amount of money, maybe 50 pounds or hundred pounds on a small order just to see how it performs. Sometimes my orders have been a little bit more ambitious. I think, right the biggest test order I've done, I think was for a whole palette, and it was about 700 pounds. So I felt quite confident about it Mm -hmm. and to get the best price, I needed to order quite a lot. So on that one, I took a bit of a gamble. And how did that work out? Yeah, my intuition was on point and it turned out to be a really good product. And then I've then gone back and ordered two pallets and then three pallets and four pallets. So the the orders have been getting bigger and bigger for that product. Right. Um, So, you know, that that was good. But I think you're looking at, you know, how much competition there is on the listing, like how Mm -hmm. many times it's selling per month. And Mm -hmm. from all of those things, you're trying to make a decision about like, how do you think you're going to get on? But I don't think anything replaces actual sales data. So like when you get a product in stock at Amazon and it sells, Mm -hmm. if you can look at say the last 30 days, Mm -hmm. that number is really critical for how many you're actually selling. Um, It's all very well, a listing might say it sells 75 a month online. But I've had products that say one number and even just me on my own, I sell way more than that number. And you know, sometimes the software can be wrong is what I've realized from that. So right. I use it as a, a guide for how much um it might be. But then um yeah, I'll I'll just use the actual sales data. And I'm also looking at the competition as well, because the competition might respond when you jump onto the listing and they might uh. change their price or something like that. So mm-hmm. depending on how other people respond. And how many sales you're actually getting, then I'll start to decide how many to order for the next order.
1: Do you use any software to help you find products or help you determine which products you buy?
0: Yeah, I use Helium 10. So, Helium 10. Um,
1: and you yeah. use that as, um, okay, because I'm asking because I'm looking for, because there's, there's a lot of software that you can use in the States that doesn't work in in Germany. So I was thinking that maybe... If you use a software, I would have a better chance of it working in Germany because it's still in Europe. So Helium 10, how, like, how do you use that?
0: Um, I mean, it's a very advanced suite of tools. So there's a lot of different tools in there. And okay. some of those tools are designed for private label right. um, models. So some of the tools are not useful if you're doing wholesale or arbitrage. Mm-hmm but there are some tools which are very, very useful. Okay. Um, so I use sort of certain tools and then I basically yeah, try and find um, things from there. So just from trying to use things and just learning as I go, really, I'm, I'm always trying to educate myself on better ways of how I can use the tools and like how my results are going. And mm-hmm. um, I just sort of try to use the tools for that. So um, I know there's quite a lot of different tools in the marketplace nowadays. So, I think that you could probably get any software tools and then focus on using them and find success. Right. But for me, I just found that I really liked those tools and they worked well for me. So um, I tried other tools as well, but um, it's just, that's what's worked best for me. So I've, I've just kind of stuck with it.
1: How hard was it for you to transfer, to, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, to go from working in a company or working for somebody to becoming your own boss? Like, was there anything that you had to get used to or maybe work on?
0: That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I think especially because I was working from home. So when when I used to go to a job, Mm -hmm. I was going out to a place. And then, you know, it's more easy to have a routine because you've got to be there at a time. You do your hours and you you come home. Mm -hmm. At home, when you're just waking up and you've got to do some work, and then you've got to try and fit your life in. I think it's very easy to get distracted um, around doing that. And, you know, it's it's easy to just do other things. So I I have found it something I have had to sort of develop really to sort of right. have the discipline to say like, right, between, you know, this time and this time, I'm actually going to focus on doing some work. And I sort mm-hmm. of try to, you know, make sure that I achieve something. Right.
1: Um,
0: and it, it has been really hard work. Like. There's a lot of times where I've been, you know, putting in hours and hours of work researching products and I'm not finding anything. And, you know, I've been feeling, you know, sort of quite depressed at some times and really struggling with it. And, you know, thinking, well, I see all these people online getting good (laughs) results. And how are they getting these results? And then I'm struggling so much. Um, But and I get a lot of messages from people on social media with the same sort of problem as well. Um, I think when you take on something new, there's there's an enormous amount of hard work that needs to be put in and there's no substitute for that hard work. Um, I think people try to shortcut that by asking people for tips and Mm -hmm. things like that, but you need to sharpen your skills. I think by spending the time, um, and it's, it's practicing things, looking for things and actually being brave by making orders, like spending your money, placing orders and you learn, you probably will spend money and, You might lose it. You could make mistakes. I've made quite a few mistakes, Mm -hmm. but you learn from those mistakes. And I think, you know, the more times those things happen, then you you become more knowledgeable. Right. You know, after time, like after a year of doing it, you're a completely different person to where you started. Mm -hmm. So I think. That, that's why I always sort of look to other people who are more experienced And I'm always, you know, I appreciate the journey that they've gone on to like
1: exactly. get to
0: where they're at today, because, you know, we all started from square one mm-hmm. and we all started with zero knowledge and, you know, obviously the more time you go, the more you're kind of gathering. Yeah. I think is it's something which is like, you know, quite a big adjustment to, to doing it, but right. I think yeah. basically you make a decision to succeed is that's how I view it. I think if you're going to be the sort of person who's going to find a reason to quit, you'll find that reason, you know, like, oh, it's raining today. I'm going to quit. You know, you'll yeah. find whatever reason you want and you'll justify it to yourself. In my case, however down I felt or however difficult the circumstances seemed to be, it was never a question for me to quit. It was just like, how can I change what I'm doing to succeed? Um, and I, I think it's, it's like a mentality, like if you've decided that you're going to succeed, then then you will. Exactly. So um, I think that's probably like the, the main tip that I could say to anyone. is like just focus on, you know, sort of putting the time in and believing that you can actually achieve your goals.
1: Exactly. I I have this theory. I don't know if it's true or not. I just personally b- believe it. I believe that mostly anybody in the world can do anything in the world. If they put in the time. And I think a lot of like, like you will get people that will say Amazon is a scam. Amazon sucks. It like really doesn't work. These are the people that saw other people do it. And then they thought that they can do it. And they put in a little bit of time. And the minute they hit some resistance, they quit. And that's why they feel that it's a um, scam. But if they were to like push through those resistance and actually figure out the problems that they caused or that they found, they would have came out on the other side. So I just think a lot of people don't, a lot of people quit way too soon.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think something I noticed as well, is at the beginning, you start selling and you're expecting more money to come back in. and It does take quite a long time for Amazon to start paying you back and to start really seeing the money kind of coming in. And I think it, 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 when I started, I've probably spent the first year not taking any profit and just mm-hmm. leaving all the profit in the business and everything I made as profit was reinvested into buying more products. And I'm just constantly doing that. And um, Usually that, that sort of um, value of stock that mm-hmm. was circling around Amazon was growing and growing. But then obviously I had a few little losses in there as I made mistakes, mm-hmm. um, but generally, it took quite a long time and then it gets to a point where you're sort of doing quite a steady amount of turnover every month and right. you can almost i find like the goalposts just move like there was a point where i remember i had my first hundred pound day and i was excited because i did 100 pounds i was like yeah right And i remember like you know having a first 500 pound day and a first thousand mm-hmm. pound day and you know like now if i had a 500 pound day now you would be like I'm disappointed that that's like a slow day mm-hmm. um And I think your goalposts will just move. You know, there's, there's probably people out there who if they have less than 10,000 pounds in a day, they'll be disappointed. Um, and it just depends what stage you're at really with your journey.
1: If I were a new Amazon seller, which I mean, you already gave us some really some um, really good advice, but what like number one advice would you give
0: me? You've got to set goals in the beginning. Um, so sort of think about what you want to get out of it, but, Also, I think you need to be really honest with yourself about what you are going to put into this, because it's a business and it takes a lot of time um, and it does take a lot of effort. Um, Are you prepared to say, stop watching Netflix for the next year and focus on building a business and spending all your free time on the computer looking for products? Like, you know, if you are, then you've got a better chance of succeeding, but you know, if you think that it's going to be like just a very small amount of work. um, And I think there's, there's a lot of talk about it being like a passive income. um, And I think that's a bit of a myth with Amazon really like that. There are elements of it where it can look like you're making money passively. Like when I take a week off and I I'm on the beach, but I'm making money. That's great. Mm -hmm. But I've also previously put in hours and hours and hours of work to enable me to have that time off. So people don't always see it's like the iceberg you know they see the bit that's poking out but they don't see everything under the surface
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. there's
0: all that effort that's been put in um to sort of get to where you're at so i think education is very important though like read books watch youtube videos follow people on social media do courses do mentoring like Mm -hmm. anything you can do to improve your level of education is probably going to be you know money well invested and if, if you put hard work with education and you've got the right sort of attitude and long-term mindset to achieving success, then I think you'll get there. But if you think it's like a, you know, a get-rich-quick scheme and you're going to put in like you know a tiny bit of money, a tiny bit of time, and you're mm-hmm. going to have a Ferrari in a couple <laughs> of months, it's not <laughs> going to be like that. So I think a lot of these adverts that you see come up on your social media feeds, they, they, they can make lead it you seem to-
1: easy. Yeah,
0: it's like, oh, here's me with my ideal life and my ideal supercar. And, you know, it it can seem as if you can get it like easily. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there is room to make whatever amount of money you desire to make on Amazon, um, whether you go down the private label route or whether you do it with wholesale or whether you do it with arbitrage. Like I see people who are making a lot of money, you know, with with all of those different models. So I think you'll make it work whatever you focus on doing, but it's, it's going to be hard work, which, whichever way you do, you've just got to be prepared to sort of put the effort in.
1: I agree with that. 100%. Let's say I was starting wholesale. Like I am starting wholesale and let's say I'm going to sit down in the morning and look through my wholesale accounts. What is a realistic amount of potential products I would be looking to find one, three, 20.
0: Um, That's a really good question. Um, So to start with, I think your first goal is probably just like having one wholesale product. Like if you can buy <laughs> one product, mm-hmm. that, you, if you can buy it and get that in stock and you've done a bit of a test order, so you know how many you're going to sell in a month mm-hmm. and you get to a point where you've got maybe one month or two months of stock that in Amazon, then that's a really big success right. because then all you need to do is duplicate that now and then just, you know, find another product and once you start getting those products your your confidence will go up and then i think you'll start to find more i mean if you could sit down and find 10 products in a day that would be absolutely amazing but what i would think about is if you find that one product now that might say be 500 pounds profit a month for you so it might not be enough to live on but that one product is substantial It's it's a step even if it was a hundred pounds a month profit it made you like a smaller figure, by the time you get 10 of those or 20 of those, 30 of those, now it's something quite significant. And I think it's quite a good way of doing it. If you have lots of wholesale products in your portfolio and you're making a bit of money, if there's any problem with one product, which happens, your whole business isn't going to fall over because you have a range and you've spread your, um, you know your your um, investment out with with your sort of capital that you've got and you have spread your risk across all of them but a, a mistake that i made very early on is i found a product and this was like the first big product i found on amazon and um it sold really well and i did about eight thousand pounds in one month oh, and that wow. was actually that was august last year mm-hmm. so i did eight thousand in a month and that was my main product i had mm-hmm. what happened the next month is amazon got on that product of course and I was selling it for about $12.99. Amazon came on at $5.99. And they basically just killed the listing. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was no way I could make any profit. Fortunately, when I saw Amazon come on the listing, I was able to quickly sell all of my stock before they fully appeared Mm -hmm. on the listing and actually the price moved down. So I quickly got rid of my stock and I didn't actually get stuck with anything. Mm -hmm. But... What I found in the September after that, my sales were really, really low. They were like under a thousand pounds. So I'd like gone up like this and then complete nosedive. And that was a really hard lesson because it it was like, well, have more products. Basically don't rely on just one thing. Don't put all your eggs in one basket basically. And um, so taking that away, I've then, you know, I haven't let that finish me. I've just gone back. I've got more and more and more and more products. And yeah, I try and focus on like having high ROI products. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the ones I have are like hundreds of percent. Like I, oh, I right. even found last week, I found two products and they were, I think one was about 400, one was about 600%.
1: Nice.
0: And if you find things like that, it's never gonna be bad. Like you, you never need to really worry about anything. If you're making sales on products like that, you're spending little money, you're making you know a lot more in return. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just gonna go well. But I think if you if you find products that are quite low ROI to begin with, like if it was 30 percent or something like that to begin with, if anything happens and you need to reduce the price, you're Mm -hmm. going right down. And yeah, you could be very, very um, sort of quick to become unprofitable. So I'm really careful to avoid those sort of things.
1: Do you handle all your prep and packing yourself or do you use a prep center?
0: Um, I do it all myself. Um, Do you have
1: prep centers there?
0: So, yeah, there are prep centers you can use, but I, I don't really want to spend money on that particular. Right. And I just like controlling. I'm a bit of a control freak. So <laughs> I, I just like doing everything myself. Mm-hmm. But I've recently taken on a unit um, because yeah. I was um, you may have seen it on one of my real right. but Yeah. Yeah. I was struggling because I've got a little garage in my house and mm-hmm. I was taking pallets into my garage and I'm oh, just wow. I'm, I'm struggling there's no place to move I've got my motorbike in there and Mm -hmm. I was just struggling so now I've got a place where I can put you know I could probably put like five or ten pallets in there if I need to I can put loads of boxes on the floor opened up Mm -hmm. I can get a bit of a system going I'm I'm sort of in a place where if I decide to get a team and get some employees then I've got like a kitchen for them I've got a toilet for them I've got an office where I can sit and do my work um so I'm trying to get into a position where I can, but like the next level will be getting, you know, a team of people to do all the prepping and packing, but right. in the in house for me. Right. So then I can still have my control. But like, I my goal is like not to touch any of the, pro, like the labeling or the, the packaging, any mm-hmm. of that stuff anymore, because my most valuable use of my time is going to be on the computer, sourcing. sort of sourcing and purchasing more products. Right. Really, so if I can do that all day and then just, you know, pay people to, to work for me. I think that would be great. But um, yeah, it's a challenge moving up though, when you're working on your own to trying to get to that next level where you've got, you know, a team of employees. And, you know, I think that's kind of what, what I'm working on at the moment.
1: Right. Is it different going from working, having, like you said earlier, having to wake up and go out and go work, then working from home and now having your own unit, because you have to go to your unit. So you technically Technically, have to go back out. So, is like, are you having to get used to having to go back out?
0: To be fair, I, I've had the unit for about six weeks now, and most okay. of that time, I've spent doing like getting it ready mm-hmm. because it, when I took it on, it was just like a big shed. Right. There was nothing in there, so I've had to like I've had to install the kitchen. I've had to get plumbers in. I've had to get electricians in. Oh wow! So I've had to sort of put quite a lot of work in because I didn't really want to pay too many people to come in and do things. So Mm -hmm. I tried to do as much of the work myself as I could, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know what I'm doing as well. So (laughs) I'm I'm there like sawing wood and, you know, painting and trying to do everything that I could do for free um, myself and just, you know, buying from like a hardware store, just buying paint and like timber and things like that. So I'm pretty much at the point now where I'm ready to work, Um, but it hasn't really sunk into a new routine yet because Uh, like it's like the summer holidays at the moment my kids are at home so I'm just not properly into the swing of it but Mm -hmm. my plan is going to be that I go there I drop my kids off at school I'll Mm -hmm. go to work and I can put my time in there waiting for deliveries I can you know get whatever I need to get done in that time and then I can go home and the nice idea is that I can then leave it and switch off for the evening and just you know, go
1: back to being like regular kind of
0: enjoy my life again a little bit, because for for a long time, I've spent all my days and all my nights just working on Amazon and mm-hmm. it's it's taken over. But now it's got to a point where I have a lot of regular products. Mm-hmm. Obviously, part of the job is just reordering those products and that will just sustain the business at a certain level. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of tick along doing that and still have a little bit of a life, which, you know, that's quite a nice place to get to um and then obviously the more that i effort and work i put in the, the more i can start to grow it and exactly become bigger so yeah it's it's all sort of quite a nice place to be and I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to sort of enjoy my life a little bit more now i've built it up to a certain point
1: that you can kind of kind of not step back but not go as hard as you were for the first part of it
0: yeah i think I, I do want to go hard and I'm really I'm really motivated to, to do it. But I also recognize that like your mental health is really important and you only live your life once and you shouldn't be just completely working all the time. You know, mm-hmm. hard work is part of growing a business and you need to be, you know, if you start something, I think maybe you do need to be prepared for a year or something to work harder than usual but you want to have a light at the end of the tunnel, I think, where you can start to relax a little bit more, maybe right. start to enjoy like, some of your fruits of, of your labor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that's worth it because, you know, if you're, if you're just continuously working all the time, I think you could get sort of, you know, overtired and overstressed and that kind of thing. So yeah. it's, it's nice to kind of start to get a bit more balanced anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree with you 100%. I'm currently in my point to where, I'm working really, really hard, but I know I'm not going to work. Well, I don't want to say I'm not going to work this hard forever, but right now, like I literally, I woke up at 6 a.m. And now it's 9 p.m. at night and it's just working, 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 working. I know at some point I'll get to where I'll have a set schedule from eight in the morning to five in the afternoon. I work and then I could kind of shut it off and do other other things. But I feel that I have to work to be able to get that luxury as you put in your third time. Now you're able to enjoy that luxury. So I'm just, I'm just trying to get there now. The last question I like to ask my people, um, the people who come on the show is, do you think any person can start selling on Amazon and become a full time seller and quit their regular nine to five job? Or do you think that you have to have some type of special skill or special or like special talent?
0: It's a really good question. I think most people can, mm-hmm. um, but they, they need to have the right attitude, you know, mindset, um, willingness to put in hard work and that kind of stuff. I do think that there's there's a few variables with that though as well I think within the range of all the people we have in society obviously some people are really high achievers Mm -hmm. some people are they're not very motivated and they're not prepared to start a business and you know maybe they don't have the intelligence to do it maybe they don't have the passion to do it and that's fine you know some in society like we need some people who are just going to get a regular job and they're happy to just go and put their hours in get their regular money and that works for them and it works for their life and and that's fine so i think if you're the sort of person who's wondering about it and you're dreaming of a better life then probably yes you're the sort of person who's going to achieve it um but to say anyone could do it like i think it's, it's probably more a case of application like mm-hmm. i don't think everyone's in a place where they're ready to apply a hundred percent or, you know, their full effort towards actually succeeding at starting a new business. But if you are, then, then yeah, I think, you know, you, you put the work in and you can make it happen. So, yeah.
1: Nice. Okay. Chris, where can the people get in, get in contact with you or find you to follow your
0: journey? Um, well, I'm at FBA Swifty. So I'm on TikTok, um, and I'm on Instagram as well. So, um, I don't think you can message me on TikTok, but you can message me on Instagram. So, um, Yeah, I started that really just as I left my journey um, of like working in a retail store and being a retail manager and then sort of opening the door to being an entrepreneur, starting my Amazon journey. I started from the very beginning. So my channel, I think, is quite good. So if anyone is interested in starting, you can go right back to the beginning of my profile and you can see like this is my first box that I'm sending and this is my second box. And I've gradually just captured every major thing that's happened, like when I've hit my first 5,000 pounds in sales, or, you know, when I've hit 10,000 pounds sales, when I've hit a hundred thousand pounds in sales, you know, like all these different markers I've been trying to capture. Mm -hmm. And I try and share tips and knowledge like along the way as well. So I think it's sort of nice to be able to help other people. If you can give a little bit of advice or guidance on something that's helped you, if you can sort of help somebody else as well, then I think that's pretty cool.
1: Exactly. Well, Chris, I really appreciate, Appreciate you giving me the time to um, do this interview. I wish you the best, and I'll be following your journey.
0: Subscribe to Lewis's YouTube channel to see the podcast in video format and to learn how to start selling on Amazon. Don't forget to like and share the podcast on your social media accounts.